Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Governor, and we are the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we are so excited to be joined by podcasters who are way bigger than we are. I know, I know such a thing does not seem possible. Mindy Thomas and Guy Raz, the host of the brand new NPR podcast made just for kids, 5 to 12, and their grown-ups, Wow in the World. And, of course, we'll end with our cool picks of the week. All right, Liz, so just really quickly about this show, because we want to talk to our guests. This is the newest launch from NPR. It just went live on Monday, and my kids are obsessed already. Yeah, well, what's crazy to me, NPR is a podcasting behemoth at this point, but this is actually their first program for kids in NPR history. It debuted at number one under Kids and Family, seven all around, right behind my favorite political podcast, Pod Save America. So clearly there's a need for this. And really what it is is... a science show that each week it introduces kids 5 to 12 to a cool new scientific discovery or finding with tons of humor, sound effects, lots of personality. And as for the hosts, well, Guy Raz, you might know as the host, co-creator, and editorial director of two of NPR's most popular programs, the TED Radio Hour and How I Built This. He's also the news analyst for the Breakfast Blast newscast on Kids Plays Live on Sirius XM, which is probably where he met Mindy Thomas, who is a longtime friend of ours, and we're big fans of hers. You probably know her from Absolutely Mindy on Sirius XM, Kids Place Live. And together, they're co-hosting Wow in the World. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Hi. Hey, guys. Well, first of all, Kristen has been like jumping up and down, freaking out about this all week, just so you know, because her son is the biggest fan of Wow in the World. Yay. <laughs> yes. Yes. We had this marked on our calendar. We're big podcast people in my house. I know Liz is a big podcast person in her home, too. But my kids love them. They listen to them all the time. And I have to say, Mindy, it's been really fun listening to your voice at 3 in the morning. (laughs) Wait, is that what he's doing at 3 a.m.? Yeah, he plays them all night long. Your podcast is his white noise machine. We we had something like that in our house. My daughter, Birdie, she's six. She went through a huge Junie B. Jones audiobook phase. And so at like 5 a.m., we would start hearing Junie B. Jones super loud blaring through the house and we would have to go turn it off like that would be the first thing that she would do. But how great, though, that they're, like, picking audio. They are. They're picking audio. So let's just get right to it. How did you guys come up with this? This is a big deal, being the first kids podcast on NPR. So I want to know how you came up with this and how you pitched this to them. Yeah, so we were doing uh, another segment on my show, The Absolutely Mindy Show on Kids Plays Live. We were doing a segment called The Breakfast Blast Newscast. After we met, we had been wanting to do a kids' news segment for a while, and I asked Guy if he would be interested in doing it, and he jumped at it. So it was supposed to be like a conversational three- to five-minute little news of the week segment. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then before we knew it, it was like this 18-minute segment. And then Guy's like, you know, I think we have a show here. Like, this is a, a whole show. And it was taking up, you know, more resources and time that we had at the time. So Guy was like, what if we broke off and like turn this into a whole show. So then we spent the last year trying to figure out how to do that with all of the the other obstacles we had in our way. Wow. You spent a year figuring this out. Mindy, Mindy's family and my family are very close and we go hikes together and we hang out together and oh, we went on yeah. a hike and I, I was like, hey, you know, we should do a podcast and put it out into the world for kids to get for free. We really started moving last fall. We sort of came up with a framework to have three segments per episode with like little interstitials and we'll still experiment. 
I've worked at NPR for 20 years. It's an incredible organization, and it was a natural place for us to have a kids show because NPR's never had an opportunity to get into this area. I think that with digital audio or podcasting, there's a whole new opportunity to experiment, and NPR's really been experimenting with different kinds of shows over the years, like my show, TED Radio Hour, my other show, How I Built This, which is about entrepreneurs. We have got Pop Culture Happy Hour and Code Switch and Invisibilia and Hidden Brain, all these different shows that aren't on the radio necessarily. So Mm -hmm. this was a chance to try something new as well. Well, plus so many of our kids are growing up thinking that NPR is all things considered as we listen to it in the car with them. So (laughs) I like the idea of us saying, no, there's an NPR show just for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really the idea. You know, both Mindy and I, like you guys, were parents and You know, I've worked at NPR my whole career, but we rarely have NPR on in the car when my kids are in the car because they're young and we don't really have the news playing because it's very complicated. I mean, they're trying to teach them to be tolerant and kind, and yet there's so much in the news that's unkind and cruel and intolerant. And so we wanted to create a place for kids that gives them, you know, a sense of agency and a place in the world where they can be engaged and they can discover and they can feel like, It's their world, too, but without the anger and negativity and hostility that you get in a lot of the news. And also something that parents would like to listen to as well. And, you know, I know I can speak for Liz. Like, we are so appreciative of this because, I mean, I have a 13-year-old. Quinlan is 13 now, Mindy, if you can believe that. I know. And so, you know, we do actually listen to some of the news. My older two kids are 10 and 13. And it's exhausting as a parent to have to explain all these things. I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one. Certainly, your ranking on iTunes shows that a lot of parents really want something like this, where we can just take a break, give ourselves a little break, hand the science education over to you guys. So did you look to see if there was a need for this, or did it really just come from, hey, let's do something, because there is a need for this. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't do any test marketing or research. This just came organically out of what Mindy and I were doing together already, and our test market was our kids and your kids, Mindy. Yeah, and I actually do have NPR on in my house a lot, and my kids do hear what's happening in in the world, and they hear the viciousness, and especially for my son, who's nine, it's opened up a lot of good conversation, but so much of that is dominating the news right now. He's like, oh, it's so awful, and I'm like, no, this is not the whole world right now. There's so many other things happening, and so, you know, our decision to do this show and the stories that we look for, it's a science show, essentially, but Mm -hmm. we're just looking for any really awesome things that are happening outside of politics right now to show that the world is bigger than we are and that there's a lot of hope left and there's discoveries and there's going to be something for them as they grow up. We have some stories coming up that deal with environmentalism, but in a fun way. Like there's a company that's making shoes where the soles are made out of corn. Wow, that's awesome. But then why they're doing this. And it's because of all of the trash in our landfills and, you know, how much waste we produce. And so to put the idea in their head, like, this is my world too. There's something that I can do right now, today, to help make the future brighter for me and my future and my friends that I just, I want them to feel like that there's still hope. 
left. You know what? I'm surprised and really happy to hear that this in part came from the desire to find an alternative to politics and what's going on in the news and other stuff kids are hearing. Like, I, I wouldn't have expected that. And I imagine some of that just comes from, obviously, your own conversations and experiences. So the fact that you're both parents yourself, is that impacting specifically what you discuss on the show or the subjects you cover? Do your kids ask you crazy questions and you think, oh, that has to be on the show? Yeah. Just recently, my eight-year-old said to me, hey, Daddy, um, I have a question for you. And I said, yeah. He said, you know, everybody always says I look just like you. And I said, uh-huh. And he says, well, well, how come I look like you if I came out of mommy's belly? Oh, <laughs> good. Smart kid. You're just a yeah. stranger. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so um, you know, yes, they do ask us a lot of great questions. Um, the reality is most of the stories we talk about on Wow in the World come from peer-reviewed academic journals. Now, that's going to sound so weird, right? Because who reads peer-reviewed academic journals? No, I'm a data nerd. I love that. (laughs) But the reason why we go for those kinds of stories is because these are stories in the scientific world that other academics looked at and reviewed and discussed and offered their opinions about. So it gives us a chance to highlight new research and to break it down in a way that's not just understandable for 12-year-olds, but for me and Mindy as well. And that's been so exciting to take a really complex idea like gravity or something related to chemistry and have to explain it to ourselves first, and then that allows us to figure out how to explain it to kids. Now, there are some things we just won't be able to talk about, not because we're afraid to talk about them, but because they're just too complex to break down in the way that we would want to break down. Like, there's a lot of research into very specific cells and genes and other kinds of genetic research that, you know, over time, if we can figure out ways of explaining that kind of research, we will do it. But we're trying to focus on things that capture kids' imagination, like space, dinosaurs, human evolution, technology, new flying ships, going to the moon, things that really spark a sense of wonder because ultimately the show isn't necessarily about the specific facts you're going to learn in every segment, but it's about getting kids to hear it and say, wow, I want to be a scientist. I want to discover things. I want to create things and invent things and make the world more interesting and exciting and real. Or just to look at it in a different way. Like, you know, I, I want this to be a science show for kids who are not necessarily interested in science. Science can be really, really dry if we just took the words from the scientific journal and kind of put them in our own words. So I think the presentation of it is really important to make it for kids. On the show, we're both kind of characters. I mean, we use our names, but we're highly exaggerated versions of ourselves. So guys sort of like the deadpan, sort of straight-laced, tweed jacket-wearing, buttoned-up, like, kind of professorial nerd. And I'm sort of, like, science-crazed proxy for the kids, outlandish and sometimes absurd, but also smart. So, like, when it comes down to the science, my character knows things, but still has a lot of questions, because I think that's important, too, that kids know that it's okay to ask questions, like, even sometimes if they're basic. So the presentation of it we will, like when we were explaining gravitational force, there's a story about how your shoelaces will come untied eventually. And it all has to do with gravitational force. So to explain that, we go on a roller coaster. So the show is very animated, very visual, physical. Like you can, we want to create these pictures so that kids lying on their bed or sitting in the backseat of the car can see 
what what's happening. Like we want to, this is storytelling essentially. A good PSA is that wow in the world, you're not reading verbatim from peer reviewed journals. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. For everybody. And I'm so glad you brought up science education because Liz and I were talking about this ourselves and we were saying, you know, kids have always loved science, but when we were younger, it was, you were a geek and it was not cool. So now I really feel as though, and maybe it's because of STEM or we'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but why has it changed? Because science is freaking cool right now. I mean, Bill Nye is a show. Neil Tyson has leggings, his face on leggings. Like (laughs) this is cool stuff. So what happened? I I tell you what happened. What happened is that the most successful entrepreneur in the last 10 years have been computer scientists. I mean, they've been Mark Zuckerberg and they've been Sheryl Sandberg and, you know, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the guys who invented Google and Elon Musk who mm-hmm. brought us Tesla and, and SpaceX. I mean, Marissa Mayer and, and all these people who are creating these incredible technologies, those are the heroes in America now. I mean, that's really what happened. And I think that had a huge impact on how kids viewed science and technology. Yeah, it exists outside of your textbook now. It's like it's in the real world. I, I did not grow up loving science as a kid because for me, science existed only at school and it, and it came out of a textbook and it was really, really dry. And it wasn't until probably the internet came around really where you have all this information at your fingertips that if you're curious about something, you can look it up and you go down these rabbit holes following your curiosity. Well, I'm glad you talked about making it fun because you really do. Like when I turned into your one and only episode at this point, (laughs) it really struck me as being kind of like the best of kids educational TV where there's like sound effects and you guys are characters and there's music and it really comes to life. It's not like an audio book. It feels like a show and you it's so visual visual that you almost forget you're just listening. And it's funny because before this, um, I was just kind of searching for stats about kids in science. And wouldn't you know, the first Google search that came up was NPR Morning Edition episode from a few years back about how kids want more fun in science and how if it's not fun, they're not engaged, they're not listening, they're not paying attention, and that parents really want more science education, but that I think, you know, there's kind of an onus on all of us as educators or content creators to make it interesting. And so I think you've done such a great job with that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like learning through play is so important. And that's sort of what we're doing here. And um, there was an article I read that humor is really good for helping kids to retain what they learn. So we're trying to do a little bit of that and um, just make it fun. Yeah, it's kind of like all those books. Like my, she just turned 10. Oh, God, my youngest is 10. Oh. Um, anyway, she loves like the Guinness Book of World Records and crazy facts and, you know, the World Almanac for Kids. She loves that kind of stuff. And in fact, one of my kids' favorite TV shows is Brain Games. And I think the thing that you do that all those books do as well, and that show does as well, is that you don't talk down to kids. Like, as much as it's kid-friendly, I don't feel like it's Sesame Street. I feel like you're you're really talking to kids. Like, they're smart and they can understand things even though you're making it funny. So how much do you kind of talk about that kind of tone and being able to appeal to both 5-year-olds and 12-year-olds? It's something that we really spend a lot of time thinking about. Even words that we use, like evidence, you know, or theory, When you talk about a scientific theory, you'll say, well, look, it's based on evidence or facts that suggest that this is probably true. But with all science, it changes, you know, and that's the beauty of it. That's, I think, really important to stress to kids. And so what we try to do is we try to stop and explain a term that I think a lot of grownups just take for granted. Yeah, like like a protein. If we talk about a protein in the human body, we try to kind of break it down and explain what it is. Or if we talk about a molecule 
Um, even looking. even something as simple as species, or like you said, theory or a hypothesis, like just to take a take a beat to mention what that is. And I bet a lot of parents can use that too, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and are very appreciative. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I think I think that's right. I mean, I think for both me and Mindy, it's the same experience because how many of us adults look up at the stars at night, you know? And and, and when we do, and if we do. How many of us really stop to think that we will probably never, ever visit one? I mean, the closest star to Earth is still, you know, four light years away. I mean, we're looking at light that happened four years ago. That's how long it's taken that light to reach us. And that's the closest star outside of our solar system. And we just don't stop to think about how amazing that is, that we're looking up at the past every single night when we look at the, at the stars. Man. That's a really cool way of thinking about it. So, so that's the kind of thing, like, you know, adults, we walk through the world, we have so much on our minds, we have our phones in our hands, we're checking our everything on our phones. And so we want parents and kids to like, stop, like hear these things and realize like, okay, this is in the world around me. And so maybe, you know, the next time they're outside, they put down their screen or they put down their phone and they look up and like they, they notice the stars or they talk about them and realize like, this is all part of us. We're certainly living in a time of distraction. We are distracted by the minutiae or even like big things that are happening. You know, adulting is hard, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Growing up is tough. I can totally appreciate the idea of just taking a moment or taking those minutes when you're with your kid in the car or they're in bed and you're listening to this at one in the morning and 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 just being appreciative and grateful of, you know, what is around you. Your podcast clearly is something that parents can use to help kids get excited about the world. But I'm wondering what are your other suggestions? Like what else can parents do other than subscribing to Wow in the World right now and downloading those episodes? What else can parents do? Well, I love Kids Place Live. I mean, it is, um, Mindy is an incredibly talented host. She just has an incredible way of engaging with kids. Kenny Curtis on that show, Jack, Live at the Monkey House. That station is so good. It's worth it alone to subscribe to Sirius XM just to get Kids Place Live. We love it in our house, and our kids listen to it all the time when we're in the car. And then the other thing that we love is something called Storyline Online, hmm. which is a really cool resource that's provided by SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Union that I happen to be a member in, but I'm not plugging it for that reason. It's <laughs> actors reading kids' books, and it's really beautifully done, and we love that. So those are two things that I totally love and, and use all the time. Yeah. I, are we talking about stuff or just how to anyway mindy's just gonna say i like myself (laughs) (laughs) my show is awesome but yeah anything else website i think that something i have to constantly like fight with myself with is just putting down my phone and being in the moment with my kids talking to them and answering their questions and not knowing the answers to most of their questions because they are crazy So true. Yeah. I think you said one time in your Mom 101 blog, Liz, that you compare childhood and parenting to a donut. And then you said, you don't don't remember the hole. You remember the donut. Oh, I'm glad you remember that. I think of that every night. Like sometimes, especially with this, we've been so busy. It's it's been a sacrifice of time, sleep on our part. It's been time away from our family. So like every night when I go to bed, and you probably have experienced this too, like turning off the lights, laying in bed with your kids for a few minutes, 
you could talk about anything and they'll talk to you about anything. And there must be something where you're not like looking them in the face, talking to them. And it's just this like dark room and you're just laying side by side and you just talk about things. And one of the things that we do on our website after each episode, we put conversation starters. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We kind of deliberately did that instead of doing quiz questions or comprehension questions, because again, like we want this to feel fun for kids. And I think you could learn that they've comprehended in different ways without asking them point blank questions on the material itself. But comprehension questions to get parents and kids just sort of imagining together and maybe leading to inventions or discoveries that they want to make someday or just ridiculous things too. I'm a big proponent of imagination. <laughs> well, thank you for thinking of us parents because we can certainly use all... <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm rapidly losing brain cells every day. I don't know about you yeah. guys. Well, maybe oh, yeah. not because you're yeah. talking about so many smart things. You're probably getting them. I am not. And so... I love that you're trying to help out parents as well and not just educating kids because, like I said, Liz, don't you agree? Like, we can use all the resources and help we can get. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were talking about protein. When my kids, if they're like, what's a protein? I'd be like, you know, yogurt, peanut butter, <laughs> the stuff that's not meat that you eat. But you know, <laughs> not, not just, like, the beauty of that is, is that, like, I think we're all in the same boat, right? And we just all kind of reach, like, I can answer any question my kids ask because I can just reach for my smartphone and look it up on Google, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the challenge for us is to figure out how to explain things and break them down. And really, the first step is breaking them down for ourselves. If we can explain it to ourselves, then we should be able to explain it to a kid. And that's that's really been one of the best parts of this experience since we started Breakfast Blast, which was we both learned so much. Well, I can tell you're both amazing parents and that you're clearly influenced by your experiences with them and the questions they ask you and just, you know, the different ways that parents want to connect with their kids over positive and educational topics. So based on the things your kids talk to you about, are there any upcoming topics or questions that you really want to tackle? Like what's on your wish list or what do you have planned out? Can you spoiler? Can we get like a little spoiler of what's coming up? Yeah. Well, we've got a really cool story about gravity, as Mindy mentioned, coming up that we just love. We have a cool story. There is a scientist that was measuring how long animals take to poop. Oh, oh my gosh. That's yes. it. My kids are in. Anything that has to do with poop, man. And there's real, there's real science behind why these Ooh. two uh, researchers wanted to know the velocity and viscosity of, of mammal poop. Wow. If kids want to be a scientist, I don't know what will. Like, if yeah. <laughs> I know six kids between us that will be tuning into that episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can get farts in there too, just yes, so you know, you? Bonus. that would be great. You know, we've got a lot of sound effects. <laughs> we, uh, we actually will be introducing a time machine on the show that Mindy's dad has made for us. Basically and, in real life and too. And we what? will go back in time. We've, we've gone back in time to the Pleistocene era we've gone back in time to the last major ice age on planet earth so there's some cool cool stuff coming your way we have a hermit crab we go to a hermit crab wrestling arena yep. and watch a hermit crab smack yep. down yep went there you know what this oh just gosh. tells me liz is that people really plan far ahead for their shows <laughs> we're like, what should we talk about today <laughs> i was like we're having guy and mindy the only thing i can think of is that every time i say your show I start singing, where in the world is, except I sing, wow, in the world is Mindy and Guy. But you know, in fairness, Kristen, we are not getting all of our research from peer-reviewed academic journals. So we can, we can be a little more off the cuff. Okay, okay, fine. All right, so we know where to find you, but for people who are new to podcasts, maybe they only listen to Spawn, we, that would be hilarious. But 
hey, it's possible. Where can people find the podcast, your website, and you guys separately as well? Yeah, so super easy. If you have an iPhone, there's an app that is already on your iPhone. It's purple and it has got like those two rings and a little humanoid in the middle. Cool Mom Pigs has a great article that I oh, just reposted today about, about how to, how to find podcasts. So that's Thank easy. You. You, can go to, you, can, you can go to that app and just type in wow in the world. You can go to npr.org slash wow. You can go to wowintheworld.com and you can subscribe to the podcast from all those places. And we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest, all at Wow in the World also. Plus, of course, people can go to coolmompics.com. We will have links to everything you heard about in the show here. Lots of information on where you can find Guy and Mindy and Wow in the World, which should be your second stop after Spawn on <laughs> yes. Podcast Q. Okay, well, now it is time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! So you guys are going to stick around for Cool Picks of the Week? Yes. And as per our policy here at Spawned, guests get to go first. So, Mindy and Guy, you're up. What do you got? I'll let you go, Guy. I'm okay. Scared. Yeah. All right. I've got two Cool Picks of the Week. And these Picks of the Week. You get one. You get one. So I get cool one or two. You could do two. Just one. I'm telling you. <laughs> Can you do two? <laughs> Hey, do too. Why not? You guys are cool. And you're overachievers. We can just have like, a whole pick show. <laughs> Mindy, that means you, Mindy, you might only get to do half of a cool pick. So. Okay. <laughs> so my first cool pick of the week is fresh turmeric. Okay. Oh, just gosh. get fresh turmeric <laughs> and peel it and mince it. I, I add it to everything. It's a beautiful color and it, it's a beautiful flavor oh. and I feel better with fresh turmeric. I throw it in smoothies or on yogurt or in my chicken curries. Fresh turmeric, that's my one cool pick of the week. It's an anti-inflammatory. I'm going to pipe up here. And as I giggle about this guy, I agree with you. I actually put it in my smoothies, too. I put the powder in my smoothies. Got to get the fresh little, like, Ugh, ginger root. I've been doing it wrong. No, 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 it's fine. I just, I think, you know, I, I like that. And the other thing is uh, that I'm really into this week uh, is fresh homemade hemp seed milk. Oh, dear. These are the most NPR host picks I've ever heard. I know. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Mindy, I hope you're going to do like cotton candy or something. Uh, Are you doing a cotton candy maker? Your breakfast. Oh you get a cup of hemp seeds to three cups of water. You put in your Vitamix for five minutes. You strain it. You've got a great non-dairy uh, milk and it's great. Full protein. It's hemp seed. It's good for you. Wakes you up. Do you put it in a mason jar? You can put it in a mason <laughs> jar. Or do you put it in a mason jar? What do you keep it in? I, I've got a picture for it. But you oh, can, you yeah. have a special I, picture? I put it in mason jars and I bring it to your house. Okay. For you. <laughs> and do you decorate the mason jar with like puffy paint pens and put it on Pinterest? Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> this is a person who got in my car one day and we were going to a meeting or something and he goes, I have a present for you. And I was like, what is it? And he pulled a hard-boiled egg out of his pocket. <laughs> Wait, what? It was like, Wait. what? Yeah. This my is, breakfast. This is I a gift. Two, I that's two a good present. <laughs> one for Mindy, one for me. And it was, I'm not kidding. That's great. Ask Kristen. She, I always am like, get me a hard-boiled egg on your yeah. way over. <laughs> I, I was saying that to Mindy. What, you're like, one for you, one for me. I'm like, you cannot open that in my car. <laughs> oh, getting a call. Okay, this is awesome. Homemade hemp seed milk. Liz, I feel like I want you to try this. I want Liz to make homemade hemp seed milk and drink it from a mason jar on a Facebook Live. All right, you know so what? I will. I will. Yeah. Mindy, what about you? What's yours? Uh, I do not have anything nearly as exciting. Um, I was going to say the NPR One app. I, um, I yeah, wake up cool. super, super early. 
before my family because I go to my other job, my other Sirius XM job. And I cherish those like that 30 to 45 minutes in the morning that's just by myself. So I hope that other parents, other moms, dads will take some time out for themselves and check out some great podcasts because I feel like it's like a little guilty pleasure. Sometimes I listen to great news. I love Pod Save America, but I also love really ridiculous ones like Las Culturistas. You heard of them? <laughs> so funny. They just, this, I am not at all their demographic or their target audience, but I can't get enough of them. And, um, Two Dope Queens is another one. I love NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. So I just feel like Two Dope Queens is awesome. I've seen them. I've seen them live. They're so great. So I just love that. I would just die if I saw them on the street. So uh, (laughs) the NPR One app for any parents who are just getting into podcasting, it's super easy. You can just like kind of set it and forget it. And you're introduced to all this great content. And um, you could listen to it while you're in carpool lanes or making dinner or anywhere else. So I've just been in that world lately. Well, that's a good segue to my cool pick because this is also kind of in the tech realm. So, you know, hopefully you'll be saving a lot of money by making your own hemp milk because my pick (laughs) is about $99. And it is really simple. It's Apple's smart battery case that they make for the iPhone 6 and 6S. Yes, I have to agree with you on this one. it is one of the best pieces of tech I have ever purchased. And considering we run Cool Mom Tech, we try a lot. I've had it since I got my 6S and it more than double my battery power. It's also like kind of that nice silicone-y, rubbery kind of thing so that if I'm using Waze in my car, I can just pop up my phone in there and it doesn't slide off the dashboard. But I never get nervous about losing charge or having to carry around spare big chargers with me because it's part of the case. And that way also you can listen to way more podcasts on your commute yeah. because you're not going to like drain down your battery. And you don't need a different cord, which is the best part of all. You just use your lightning yeah, cable. exactly. And so anyway, Anyway, I'm recommending this in part because I know with the seven out, a lot of our listeners are really looking to upgrade and maybe they're going to hand this down to their kids or maybe they just want to make the most out of the phone they already have so they can save some money and wait till the next iPhone comes out. So if you're trying to make the most out of your iPhone 6 or 6S, it's just Apple's smart battery case. I don't care what the reviews say on Apple. It's awesome. It's a really (laughs) good product. Love that. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, I think maybe Guy, you might appreciate my pick of the week and um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news, but there's something called avocado hand happening specifically to millennials. Are you guys familiar with avocado hand? I'm still on avocado toast and like Instagram pictures of it. Well, this this goes with it. What's happening is people are making that beautiful avocado toast that you're looking at, Mindy, and they're cutting their hands because they're improperly cutting avocados. And it's like an epidemic. Like people are going to the hospital with and they're calling it avocado hand. Wow. I didn't just make that up, although I kind of wish I did. <laughs> so Is this anyway, like a result of like, you know, ADD multitasking? Yes. Like they're doing three other things while they're cutting avocados? But do millennials multitask though, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Maybe that's I don't a know. good question for wow in the world. Do millennials multitask? No, that's- I'm kidding. I think it's just people are holding them in their hand and they're cutting them the incorrect way. I just like kind of cut around the edges and then I squeeze it. Yeah, well, squeeze here's the, the thing. We have a food editor. Her name is Stacy Billis. She is awesome. And she did a Facebook Live that we featured on Cool Mom Eats oh. that will show you how to properly cut your avocado. And she will tell you a very cool tip about making sure that they don't go bad 
as well as how to keep them from going brown because that is the killer, right? That's the worst. Yeah. Nobody should go to the hospital over avocado toast. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. None of that. So go to Cool Mom Eats. We will put this on our podcast page. It's how to cut an avocado. And it's really life-changing. I feel like I'm showing my age here. I'm 41. These are the things that are life-changing for me. Yeah. Turmeric and avocado hand. Yeah. <laughs> Turmeric is the new sprinkles on a cupcake. Yeah. It really is. Well, those are five good cool picks of the week. I love that. It's like an extra bonus cool pick this week <laughs> well thank you guy and mindy so much for joining us we are so thrilled about your new podcast and you're already huge success with only your first episode out congratulations thank we you. can't wait to hear more about wow in the world and listen to more episodes yay thanks, thanks, guys. guys and thanks for cool mom pigs let me just say really quick i have used that website so so many times over the nine and a half years that i've been a parent and i love what you do and I love your show so thanks so much for having us oh that's so nice thank you we're so glad to have you too and hopefully we'll have you back when you're like super famous in a year or so uh, <laughs> I don't even think it'll take that even long even more famous than you are now <laughs> thanks, <laughs> tell it to our kids thanks guys bye, guys. bye. All right. Well, that was super fun, Liz. What do you think? One of my favorite episodes, I think. Oh, I love that. It's kind of fun. Like podcasters talking to podcasters. It's a little meta. But um, you know what? If we're going to recommend another podcast that's not ours, I'm glad it's theirs. Yes. And thank you guys also for listening to another episode of Spawned. You know, you're taking time out of your day to include us in it. And we really appreciate it. We could not do this show without our awesome engineer, John Bowen, who makes us sound amazing. And hey, listen, we love hearing from you, right? How can people get a hold of us, Liz? Tell the world. Well, first of all, you can find us on iTunes, where you might even be right now while you're there. You can leave us a review, subscribe, download our episodes, and that way you never miss a week no matter what. But if you want reminders and updates and other cool stuff that we're putting out all day long, you can follow us on Twitter at Cool Mom Picks. You can visit our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Cool Mom Picks, P-I-C-K-S, not P-I-C-S. That's pictures, and that's like a whole other weird search. (laughs) Or you can drop us a line. We still read email. Old school. It's not just about texting with us. (laughs) We're over 40. (laughs) So spawned at coolmompics.com. We love hearing from you. If you have questions, suggestions for a show, comments, or you just want to say something nice, we love hearing from you. Yep. And well, that's it for us. Thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. 